Testing. 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 Boy, Welcome to episode one of Bloom and Grow. New Year, same God. Yeah, New Year, same God. If you haven't already, the teaser episode was released yesterday, and (laughs) 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 Gabby's just slapping herself awake because we are recording this much later than anticipated. But um, yeah, the teaser episode was released yesterday, so give that a listen if you're looking for more of a reflection on. 2020 and kind of a more like intimate personal talk about or highs and lows but this episode is just being it's geared towards focusing on Jesus and especially after the year we've had but every single year we should kind of start the year off refocusing on who God is and what he means to us he's awesome we love him and We want to start this year off right by talking about who he is and also talking about how we can improve our relationship with him going forward. So that's kind of a little synopsis there, a little spark notes version, if you will. But um, before that, we have something fun. Uh, So uh, do any of you have any fun aspirations for 2021? I think we should start with Miss J. I was going to say that we should start with Ariel because I think you have fun as like you oh, have. Oh, right. I do. I forgot. Um, yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Um, yeah, my aspiration for 2021 is to follow through the things I said I was going to do in 2020, um, a.k.a. I'm going to start a podcast. You're going to have to be a little, a bit louder than that. <laughs> um, and then I also want to, like, make music and merch and, yeah. Yeah, so but she has... I don't like saying these things a lot. She I'm has sorry. more than one thing for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one fun thing for me... Fun. I think I it's been an ongoing one, like, for every year. Play more piano. Um, what did you think I was going to say? Yeah, I really said I know. When I said I know, when you said play more piano, I was like, I don't know. That's awkward. You definitely, also, yeah, big up to yourself because you play lots of piano this year. Yeah. More than that's piano true. this week. Yeah, yeah like two days seven. ago. Beautiful. Beautiful. Singing. Shout out, Trevor. You should be proud if you're listening. Anyways, yeah, I thought you were going to say travel. Oh, yeah, but I guess... Contingent on... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Travel that. is always a goal. It's just this year is a little bit awkward, but yeah, for sure. What about you, Gabby? I don't know if I thought about fun when I thought about 2021. <laughs> um, Gabby's is the least. <laughs> no, just because I know that like for school, I'm going to be in school the whole year because I'm doing the accelerated program. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. This is not really fun, but I'm planning on getting my license. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's the only Necessary. Thing I can think of. Any uh, theme for 21? I mean, <laughs> for 2021? <laughs> or, uh, I don't know, a keyword? 
I feel like Jay is the queen of keywords. So yeah. You're our visionary. I said mine was like revive, renew, that kind of, but that was more like, mm, actually this morning when I was talking to God, my theme for myself mm-hmm. is to finish what I started. Mm-hmm. Like just in general, because I'd never finish what I start. And to just be, um, to pursue whatever it is that I had put on my list to keep pursuing it and be persistent and yeah, to kind of just finish what I started. That's my own personal theme. I guess if I'm thinking right now on the spot, I don't know. I'm just going to stick with my whole theme and train of thought from the last podcast and say peace again. But that's kind of, I don't even, I don't know. Maybe come back to me. In, a, in future podcasts, you may hear me talk about the theme word or theme or word for 2021. Yeah, truthfully, I have not given much thought to this, but I think a very safe thing, always, is to let go and let God. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to be in the back seat cruising while he takes the drive, takes control of the wheel. Um, that's a good one. That is... Can't go wrong with that. <laughs> so, I mean, we've come to this part in the podcast where we're going to big up the OG himself. Um, if you don't know who that is, is Jesus Christ. I love you, God. Um, <laughs> I hope you get the reference. If you don't, maybe one day we'll share little things that make us laugh. Um, in our teaser episode, I had said how I was more intentional intentional about learning and studying the different attributes of God in the Bible. Um, and that had really contributed to me being at peace this past year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just share a few of the things that I studied, specifically attributes of God that after this year are anti-fear, anxiety, confusion, injustice, doubt, and lies. So I'm just going to open up my phone, uh, my notes. Fun fact, I have lots of notes. So, um... The character of Jesus, uh, we'll start with defender. So Jesus is our defender. Um, it's a big term, but there's one verse, a couple verses actually for this one term. We'll start with Psalms 5 verse 11. Um, most of these will be in the Amplified Classic. Um, if it's not, I'll just say when it's not. Um, so Psalms 5 verse 11, But let all those who take refuge and put their trust in you, you being God, Jesus, rejoice. Let them ever sing and shout for joy. Why? Because you make a covering over them and defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you and be in high spirits. So that verse is kind of a lot, but in that verse specifically, it talks about two traits of God. He um, defends us. So he'll put, he'll put a covering over us and he'll defend us. And then I feel like for every verse, we are exposed to character trait of Jesus and then there's something required of us. So this verse says that Jesus is our defender. And then what should our response be? We should be joyful in him and be in high spirits because we're not left by ourselves. He doesn't leave us defenseless or helpless. He truly is our defender. I always, like I said in the past podcast, I love Isaiah. Um, and I already had said this verse in the last podcast, Isaiah 41.10. That's the one where it says, fear not, there's nothing to fear. Not only will Jesus strengthen us, but he will also harden us to difficulties. Um, so that's Defender. And there's one more verse I like, Nahum 1, verse 7. This one's King James. The Lord is good. He's a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. 
So again, Jesus is our stronghold in the day of trouble. Um, I like the word stronghold because in me, like I'm visual, so I just imagine something that's firm that we can hold on to, so that's immovable. In the day of trouble, when things are uncertain, we can really hold on to Jesus and he's a firm foundation. And I also like the last part of the verse that says, he knows them that trust in him. So I feel like a lot of times with Christianity, like, or different religions even, we really, there's this like false idea that you have to make yourself good and you have to make yourself known to God. And But no, like God knows us. He knows the children, his children. He knows those that trust in him. He knows our hearts. Okay, another one. Um, this is a really good one for anti-anxiety with the uncertainties that may come in 2021, um, financial troubles. Uh, every good and perfect gift. Um, this is Amplified Classic, sorry. James 1 verse 17. Every good and perfect free, large, full gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of all that gives light in the shining of whom there can be no variation, no rising or setting or shadow cast by turning. Um, so Jesus continues to provide. He um, will give every good and perfect gift. Uh, he knows our needs before we even come to him. There's a verse in Isaiah that says, while they are yet speaking, I will hear. And that verse, they is God's children. As they're calling on him, as you're even making your request known, God has already heard it. And that just is such a really encouraging verse. Um, I also like uh, this verse. It really describes Jesus as a comforter. Um, so it's 2 Corinthians 1 verse 4. It's following a chapter where they're talking about Jesus. Um, and the verse before was talking about Jesus. So verse 4 now starts with who and who being God. Who comforteth, who comforteth us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort them which are in trouble by the comfort wherewith, wherewith, oh my God, I cannot speak, by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. And I really like this verse because God is our comforter. Um, and like I said with the previous verses, there's always something that's required of us. And it's God comforts us so that we can comfort others. And I think that's a really important verse as we go in, go into 2021. Um, and even the years to come, you know, people have been saying COVID may not be, may be here for a while. Um, so it's really important that we first know God as comforter. We understand that he's a comforter and we can pray, God, show me your peace. Show me you in the fullness of your nature as a comforter so then I can comfort others. Um, I'll do two more traits that I studied. So the next one is sustainer or caretaker. Um, Psalms 55 verse 22 in the Amplified Classic says, Cast your burden on the Lord, releasing the weight of it, and he will sustain you. He will never allow the consistently righteousness to, righteous to be moved, made to slip, fall, or fail. Um, so I can cast my burden on the Lord and he will take it. He's taking every weight, so he's taking care of everything. So that's why I put caretaker there. Um, and I really like the Amplified Classic because it doesn't just say... Um, cast your burden on the Lord, but it goes on to expand it and say releasing the weight of it. Because a lot of times, like, you're like, God, I'm just going to give this to you, mm -hmm. but you still allow it to weigh on you. And then the last um, character trait of Jesus that I think we can really um, study and hold on to for 2021 is encourager. Now may the God, this is Romans 15, verse 5, Amplified Classic. Now may the God who gives the power of patient endurance, steadfastness, and who supplies encouragement grant you to live in such mutual harmony and such full sympathy with one another in accord with Christ Jesus. 
So that verse very explicitly says, may the God, and it describes him, who supplies encouragement. So if you're down, um, that's really a promise you can hold on to. You can go back to God and be like, God, your word, you said it first. You are the supplier of encouragement and I need to be encouraged. And again, with all the other verses, you can see a pattern here. Not only does he supply encouragement, that, but that encouragement will allow us to live in mutual harmony and be sympathetic with one another. And I think that we really need to be able to have sympathy as this past year has shown us it's so hard yeah. and to live in harmony we need god to encourage us so yeah. i've done my spiel i'm sorry that was long no that's mm. good perfect love when the lord just takes over <laughs> and leads um and that note we're just gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back right so welcome back And we're going to continue now with talking about relationship with God. Um, Now that we've spoken a little bit about who God is and, you know, emphasize some of his attributes. The key is honestly, like, the more that we get to know God is the more that his attributes and his characteristics become, like, bigger in our lives. And... That's is actually what's going to help us get through all of the rough times when we put God as our focus and we emphasize who he is over our problems, over what's going on in the world and what's happening in society. We're, we're able to live in peace. Mm-hmm. We're able to live with joy. And we're also able to carry out better what God would have us do in this time because like our focus is on him. Our focus is on what he can do, not what man can do not our own limitations not what we're seeing but like our focus is on god and his abilities so that's why it's really important for us to pursue a relationship with god but not that's not the number one reason honestly the number one reason for pursuing a relationship with god is precisely because he created us for relationship and he if you go to genesis and you look at the beginning of genesis genesis Two and in Genesis 3 as well. God, he created man. Actually, it was Genesis 3, just when he is, that's a passage I was talking about how Eve slipped up and she made Satan kind of like lead her astray. But right when they were, um, they ate the fruit and then they had that kind of revelation that they were naked. God was actually coming around, walking in the garden and like, from that alone, that statement alone, it tells us that God was walking and it alludes to the fact that God would walk in that garden um, every day and he would commune with them. He'd have a conversation with them. Like he created human beings to be able to have a relationship with them. And then even after sin, even after we messed up and we, our sin separated us from God, he came back many years later to give us another opportunity to have an intimate relationship with him because sin gets in the way of us having a relationship with God. And so he came to be that sacrifice for us. He died on the cross and he created an opportunity for us to be saved and offer salvation to us so that we could overcome sin every single day. And when we overcome sin, it allows us to have a deeper relationship with God. Um, so what does that relationship with God look like? Uh, you may ask. 
I mean, you can look at the Bible for examples for everything. I love looking at Abraham because Abraham is referenced through the entire Bible. Like, And one of the biggest things for me is I want to be called a friend of God. People like to throw around saying that they're a friend of God. But in John, (laughs) yeah, in John 14, actually, let me just pull up that exact reference. But I quote the scripture all the time. It's like, you are my friend if you do what I command you. Mm -hmm. And so we, yeah, you could be a Christian and you could be saved by grace. You could, you know, be baptized and, you know, be filled with the Holy Spirit and all that. But you could, if you're not doing what God commands you to, then you're not his friend. That's straight Bible. So that's, I'm going to get the first because I don't want anyone saying that I'm just pulling that from nowhere. <laughs> but the is that verse, um, there, I forget, oh, again, I need to come with receipts, but I literally was just reading this the other day that um, it's similar to that what you were saying, my friends, uh, if you're my friend, you'll keep my commandments, but it's also if you love me, that's it actually oh that's what (laughs) yeah like i think the big thing with the relationship with god is Mm -hmm. everything stems from um love like you if you love jesus it will you it's easier to follow his commands because it's like think about it if i love my sister Mm -hmm. i'm gonna want to do what she says or help her you know you express your gratitude or or like or show that you would understand it pains god's heart when you're disobeying him and because you love him you wouldn't want him to feel that way um, and like, I think that's, what's really important. So you don't fall into legalism or just, you know, like religiosity. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. all about relationship at the end of the day. Like religion is pointless without a relationship with God. Yeah. John fourteen fifteen is that like, if you love me, you keep my commandments. But then it continues in John 15, which is kind of where I tie the friendship part to. It's like greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. This is Jesus speaking, by the way. Mm-hmm. These words are in red. Mm-hmm. So when words are in red in the Bible, it means Jesus is talking. So according to Jesus, he says that we can de- express this great love for him if we lay down our life yeah. for him. And he calls those people his friends. Yeah. Like, ye are my friends. Oh, it's right there. John 15. <laughs> I doubted myself yeah, for a I second. But anyways, no, I I know these. I know these. I just like had a moment there. But John 15, verse 14, and the other one's John 14, verse 15, I said? Wow. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> John 15, verse 14. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Mm-hmm. But that those two together, greater love hath no man than this, that a man laid down his life. We need to lay down our, our lives for Christ. Mm-hmm. And if we are really supposed to be his friends. Mm-hmm. And ye are his friends, if you do whatsoever I command you. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. We're just going to expand upon laying down like what it means to lay down your life not necessarily you know i'm gonna wake up and i'm gonna decide to be a martyr and i'm gonna put myself in danger's way for the sake of christ of course if it comes to that then you can take it you can take it that literally but in the more day-to-day practical um in a more day-to-day practical application of that it's Am I willing to lay down my desire? Mm-hmm. Am I willing to lay down my plans, my opinions, um, my will for what God has in in store or mm-hmm. what He intends for my life? Is when it when it comes down to God's will versus my will, am I willing to make that sacrifice because I love Him? Yeah, one hundred percent. And like going back to briefly what I was saying about Abraham. Abraham was, and I'm not going to go deep into this because I have like a whole document on promises and stuff, but literally document. <laughs> a word document. <laughs> Anyways, 
Abraham was able to like walk into the promises of God, like for many different reasons. But a lot of it was that he had that intimate relationship with God, meaning he had a friendship with God. And you can, if you go through the book of Genesis and you read about Abraham's story, first of all, when Abraham first comes on the scene, God's like, get up and go, like leave where you live right now and go somewhere else. That's what I'm telling you to do. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, though, people all often tend to place their own experiences onto the story. Mm-hmm. Like, if you already have an experience of God, you're kind of thinking with that framework. But you have to take yourself out of that when you're reading the Bible a little bit because you have to think about Abraham had no yeah. concept of who God was. Mm-hmm. He had no one. Like, they were all idol worshippers where he originally was from. So he had no context of this, invi- like no concept of an invisible God, mm-hmm. a God that spoke to you. Like, no, like there were just idols and idol worshipers. So this is completely new for him. So can you imagine no context of that in the middle of the night, you hear a voice and God, this God tells you, you need to leave everything that you know, get up and take your family with you and go somewhere else. Yeah. And he obeyed. Like, like no is, question. No, yeah. no questions amazing. asked. And that's, like, when you think about it that way, you can understand more why God was like, yo, Abraham's my friend. That's my guy. guy." When he would, (laughs) Abraham literally, and people were, like, try, like, it just blows my mind because he ended up, from his acts of obedience, just like, he, not just that, we are are recipients of Abraham's obedience and, like, his sacrifices. Like, we're living his promise Mm -hmm. because God said for many generations, right? Yeah, (laughs) you know, like, but Abraham, Abraham was a friend. Like, God spent time with him. God told him, like, in Genesis, in Genesis 17, God appears to Abraham and he tells him he shares with him his plans and that's kind of where i want to get like i want god to share with me his plans but you have to be on that level where like you are obedient to god you're sacrificing laying down your life for him you're mm-hmm. spending time talking with him like abraham talked with you know god in flesh that or what they they would call it in the bible like the angel of the lord but it was god and he would talk with him in person and commune with him for ages like so many times you um the angel of the lord would appear and be like sarah's gonna have a kid next you'd be like god here is seeing in, in um oh, genesis 17 yeah. yeah he's like um i am god almighty oh no sorry i need to go to the next one genesis 18 sorry not 17 so where in abraham had three visitors the lord appeared to abraham by the oaks belonging to mamre as Abraham was sitting near the entrance to his tent during the hottest part of the day, he glanced up and saw three men standing there, not far from him. As soon as he noticed them, Abraham ran from the tent entrance to greet them and bowed low to the ground. My lords, if I have found favor with you, please don't leave your servant. I'll have some water brought to wash your feet while you rest under the tree. I'll bring some food for you. And after that, you may continue your journey since you have come to visit your servant. And they're like, very well do what you have proposed. Like, Abraham... And those three men are actually a representation of, like, God coming down. So just think of it like this. Like, he can see from afar off that God is coming towards him. And he's, like, so excited. He goes and he runs towards God. And he like put, he's like, I'm going to put a, a whole feast and shebang. Like, and just think about, like, how we would 
have a, like how we would approach talking to god sometimes it's like we're dragging our feet like god is there like yeah. knocking at the door mm-hmm. or he's like you can know that he he wants to talk to you so you can see him off in the distance but then our response is like uh yeah you want to check back yeah in elizabeth busy, like, yeah let me just yeah i'll get back to you yeah. and then if it is that you're ready to talk to him it's like yeah well you know i have a little water you know, can you no. Give me some yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. No, it's like really actually. Can you get me some water? Can you get me some um food? Yeah. You know, you can notice the differences. Like you just have to kind of take scriptures and apply them to like modern day and a little bit, and that's how it would be. It's like that's the difference between I think modern, like a lot of like I can speak for myself, so I'm not just like generalizing mm-hmm. to all Christ, like all Christians, but definitely i think nowadays we don't have that same kind of appreciation for spending time with god if we compare ourselves to abraham you know what i mean and so definitely i think it's a it's opportunity for us at the beginning of the year to pause introspect and see hey how is my relationship with god doing because god needs to be and he requires us to put him first absolute first number one over everything that is his number one commandment in the in the ten commandments like you need to love me first (laughs) yeah Yeah, that is the number one commandment that is the be all yeah Yeah, be all and end all yourself if you're trying to do anything Mm -hmm. going back to what you said about like what does a relationship with god look like i think what is the striving like the point we want to all get to is we are walking with God to the point where we look like him. We have his character traits. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, like, a lot of times people say, oh, my walk with God is private. Like, I, there was something that was said once that I remember having written down on my phone. Your walk with God should be personal, but not private. Um, and I think there's, like, you need to find a balance because nowadays a lot of people like, just put everything But you compare there. it. Compare it, though, to, like I said, for everything, mm-hmm. compare it to what you would do with your actual friends and yeah. loved ones. Yeah. God has to be number one. And you need to compare your relationship with God to your relationship with other people, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. And like it, a com- good comparison for personal, but not private. You post your yeah. base mm-hmm. on the internet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a personal relationship, but yeah. you don't necessarily share the intimate, intimate yeah, things exactly. that you guys share. Mm-hmm. But the world knows mm-hmm. you have a man. Yeah. The world knows lady. you have yeah. a lady. The world yeah. knows you know they know your besties. You know they know they know all those things. They know your homies, exactly. your fam. No so question about it. it. So they should know that Jesus is your number one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's not like they need to have the itty- the nitty gritties. Yeah. So that's kind of like a good like uh what is it? A good comparison. comparison. And also, like, in a culture where that pushes individualism and it's like, you're born this way and celebrate the things and live your truth, it's like, it can be hard as Christians because we want to adopt that mindset. But at the end of the day, you have to remember that Jesus loves us. He loves us the way we are, but too much to leave us that way. Um, and, like, yeah, you could say, like, let's use personalities, for example, because sometimes you feel like, I'm shy or... I'm a confrontational person, or I just get angry easily. That's just who I am. Um, but, like, it's kind of bold of you to assume that you have reached a point where you don't need God to change you. Do you know what I mean? And I think it's really important as Christians, because if you start to 
block out God's convicting voice, you'll eventually block out his voice altogether, Mm -hmm. right? You really don't want him, you don't want to miss when he's speaking and trying to change you into his image is basically what he's saying. Yeah, and like that's the whole point of this podcast is that growth is a continual thing Mm -hmm. and until we are raptured to be with the Lord or until we die, we will always have room for growth, Mm -hmm. period. And so you should, there's never a point in your relationship with God where it should be like, oh, I've arrived. There is no arriving until you're arriving in heaven, Mm -hmm. period. (laughs) So that's just, and then I guess like just to reiterate about relationship with God, because I, every time I make comparisons to real life, because I understand that many times the Bible can be too abstract for people and it might be too hard for you to kind of place what you maybe see in the Bible and transfer that to your life. So, again, like, just if you're checking and you're stopping right now to pause, think about, like, okay, how much time do I spend on other things in my day versus how many, how much time do I spend with God? And you can actually, I know people tend to be really obsessed about tithing. And m- my mother told all three of, three of this yeah, earlier on in life. All, yeah, what as else? children. <laughs> oh, jeez, I can't speak. She told all of us, though, that tithing shouldn't just apply to our money and i know that's the traditional concept but we can take that and say we should tithe 10 percent of our awake hours mm-hmm. and dedicate that time towards god mm-hmm. and that can that can also look like very different things yeah. it doesn't always have to be like on you're knees, on your right. knees <laughs> praying and travailing and mm-hmm. wailing before the lord oh. no or you know like you could be yes it's prayer if you do need to talk to god but you also need to hear from god so you need to read the bible you need to listen listening to worship music as well is another way that god can speak just opening up yourself to different avenues of christian or not christian or yeah christian i don't i don't like using the word christian because i yeah but you know what i mean (laughs) um (laughs) i was gonna say just opening up yourself to more biblical avenues just like i guess christianity is a little bit too broad for me but just like christ-centered values yes jesus Jesus yeah oh god anyways the point is so it could be like listening to a message um reading a christian book or like a bible-based book bible Oh, not Lord. oh god not That's christian romance novels i'm talking about like things to things to edify yeah. your spirit man maybe that's why i should leave it mm-hmm. at just that yes things to edify mm-hmm. your spirit and spend time on that daily like you can't just miss a day it's like you really can't you can't it's not that's what the devil like the devil trust us we know we've missed days we've missed months yeah last year if the devil can't keep us sinning he will just try to keep us still or stagnant because Mm -hmm. eventually they're the same yeah it's true the minute you let your guard down yeah so just think about that introspect about how you spend your time and then plan to change plan to make a difference and i'm not saying to jump from like zero to a hundred it is a, <laughs> it's a gradual build up you know but you need to start making changes if you really want to see yourself grow in christ if you really want to see god have his way in your life and if you have a desire for god moving even in your circle you are the ones that are going to reach your circle you are the people who are going to you are the person that's going to make the impact to the people around you 
So you need to start drawing closer to God so he can actually lead you and guide you and teach you and show you how you can be what he wants you to be and how you can make an impact to the people around you. And changing the world is just one person making an impact at a time or like simultaneously. It just takes one person. So that's why we're really pushing that you, all of us, every single one of us, focus on a relationship with God as always and keep that at the center of everything going forward this year. Mm -hmm. And even if you're like running low in the desire for God category, you can just simply pray. God, increase my desire. Because we've all we've all prayed. If it was not for that prayer, I would not be Honestly. Sometimes you just yeah, you just gotta say There's Lord, nothing wrong with I'm, transparency. Exactly. Just be transparent with God. I'm not there yet, but I want to be. Kinda mm-hmm. like that when um what's his face? Thomas said, like, I believe. How help I my unbelief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I rate Thomas still. <laughs> yeah, it's the honesty for me. Oh it's a transparency for me. <laughs> but yeah, so segueing into a new um section section (laughs) uh do you guys want to share a moment when you knew that god was real or when you felt his presence um for me i i think about the question like how do you know god is real a lot and honestly for a while it was so hard to answer not that I don't know that God is real or doubt that he's real. It's just like, how do I even put it into words? Like a whole life or not my whole lifetime of a relationship with him into words. Um, but I was thinking about it this morning. A big way I know God is real is by the prayers he did not answer. Like I look back and I'm like, wow, these things I prayed for that I wanted, if God had answered them, like he is real enough to have seen the future, love me enough to know that the things I was asking was foolish and say, you know what? No, I have something else in store. Like looking back at the things I prayed for that I wanted, um, if God had answered, I literally would not, <laughs> would not be where I am today. And I, I can confidently say I would have been on a path of destruction. So that's a huge thing for me. In terms of a moment when I felt God's presence, um, there are a lot of moments, but when you asked, I thought of, a time in 2017 which was a hard year for all of us but it was a hard year for me too especially i don't remember the 2017 you just don't put a number oh okay you don't assign if a I, like, yeah it, we that all... was the year that our pastor's wife died oh mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so was it 2017 yes yeah yes it was i whatever i'm now getting my time confused because this incident i'm talking about i'm not sure if it was 2017 <laughs> just <laughs> but forget the year but... forget the year I remember I was in my room late at night. I'm a night owl, so I'm usually up at night anyways. But um, I just wasn't, like, usually if I'm up, I'm, like, watching something or doing something else, like, to be, not productive, but my brain is, like, whatever, active. But for some reason that night, I just could not find anything to make me, like, engaged, if that makes sense. And I was on my bed, and I remember I started to cry, like, and I just could not understand why I was crying, and I started to feel anxious. And... Um, knowing that the Bible says God is not has not given us a spirit of fear, but a sound mind. I just started to like say that over and over. And I was like, God, I don't know what these emotions are. Like I'm human, so I'm not going to write them off. Like I'm going to, I want to address it, but I want you to just come into my room. I literally prayed, Lord, let me feel your presence. Can, come into my room and just lift whatever these emotions are. And I kid you not, like it had been one second after I prayed that prayer. It was a whole like different 
environment in my room completely. It just lifted whatever was bothering me. And suddenly I just felt so much peace. And like, I literally am the CEO of peace, I guess, at this point. I keep <laughs> saying it. But honestly, like, I just really felt God's peace in his presence. I don't know how to, else to describe it. But there was just a huge difference. And then I was able to fall asleep and I slept so well. And um, so that's one specific incident that came to my mind when Gabby asked. I'm sure there's more, but yeah. Yeah, I like that you say peace, though, because as someone who has, like, walked away from God at some point in time, I can say this for a fact, and I know for a fact for every other backslider, you do not have peace when you have when you walk away from God. After knowing him, absolutely not. And so that's, a, that's one of the major things, like, that can really, I think, when I think about knowing that God is real and having moments where I knew that God was there, a lot of it does come back to peace. And like, there's just, it's, if you've never had a relationship with God, or maybe you're listening to this and you've never encountered God, the minute that you have that experience, you would understand what we're talking about, but it's supernatural. It's like nothing. I'm not talking about like, you're just chilling and like, it's, yeah, like it's, it's indescribable. That level of, I guess that, that calm, yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> Yeah. Confidence and assurance. In Christ, yeah. So, um, I guess, like, honestly, I can't really answer the question. Ariel, I let Ariel go first because she's been the one who's like, how do you know God is real? <laughs> and I just, like, yeah, like, it, in my head, I'm like, fetus me you. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. I can't yeah, describe. So. We but, were sure that about, like, every man knows actually let me just stop because i don't want to quote the wrong thing but i thought there was a scripture like every human in their heart knows that there's something bigger that's why people are trying to call up to the universe yeah everyone's searching for something yeah but no like it's just like because all of or our family or parents or parents parents and on both sides they all had exposure to God and they've all had relationship with God. So we grew up in a Christian household. We grew up in a household that emphasized you finding God for yourself and put a strong premium on building a relationship with God. So it's very hard for me to just kind of think of a moment that when I knew that God was real, because I never doubted he was real. I've doubted a lot of other things, but there's one thing I yes. never doubted, That's which was true. I never doubted that God was real. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a combination of, but honestly, I think the main thing is because I felt his presence mm-hmm. for myself. I knew because he spoke to me. Like mm-hmm. there's many instances where he's spoken to me and, and that peace again. So mm-hmm. like, it's very hard to describe, but that's kind of how I would say it for me. What about you, Gabs? Um... I'll yeah piggyback on what Ariel said about just experiencing his divine peace uh because I'm someone that is gets very like panicky very anxious very worried and yeah like just when you tap into the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and even if that like even when your anxiety or your fear or your worry is explainable. Like mm-hmm. there's there's va- validity to why you are feeling uneasy. Um, once you tap into the peace, the divine peace of the Holy Ghost, like in the midst of chaos, like I know that he's real because mm-hmm. when it, 
all else was like a mess around me and I tapped into the Holy Ghost and like I sought his peace I felt like instant instantaneous like relief from Mm. turmoil but also I think that we all are confident in our like belief system system because of the experiences that we've had like we've seen the provision of god when Mm -hmm. literally we had nothing yeah we have the testimonies to back up like for every attribute of god we have an experience or test even if it Mm -hmm. may not be for our own life if for like our sister or mother like yeah sorry as jay was saying saying that that just reminded me to i meant to say this earlier but like um in terms of experiencing god's provision i have a notebook from when i was like six to eleven um where i documented the prayers i prayed and i remember we, we went through a very like financially difficult season of our lives and i'm so grateful for our parents because every time there was something i needed our mom knew that we couldn't afford it so she would say write it down in your journal and ask god and I'm just going to hear be here and plug the importance of a journal or some sort of, it could mm-hmm. be your phone or notes, but writing we're down. writing down what God has done because I have a prayer. I remember I wrote down like, God, it's winter. I don't have a winter jacket. And like in Canada, if you don't have a winter jacket, that's very, like, you need one. Wrong country. Yeah, <laughs> wrong country. And I remember it's like, God, I do not have a winter jacket. We cannot afford it. I'm just going to write this down here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I remember at the end of the prayer, I was like, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Like seven-year-old me. It's just amazing. I really do believe the Bible and it says childlike faith. Sorry, I'm completely diverting the conversation. But I'll bring it back one second. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I remember another week later, I went, wrote in the journal, someone that was in our lives had stopped by and said that God placed it in their hearts to buy a winter jacket for me. Like, that's I don't know. That's just not coincidence. Like you know, like, no. don't happen mm-hmm. by chance. And going back to what Gabby said, we all have seen the miraculous hand of God. That was what I wanted to say. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. No, it's it's true. So it's it's not just that we grew up, you know, like with parents who know God, but we've also had our own experiences. Mm-hmm. And the miracles, like I guess, like now that you mention it in the Bible, when every single time that God would really appear, He did miracles because miracles is what really were like, oh my goodness, who is this guy? Like this must be this guy's legit. Because miracles do speak, like you never forget them, and it speaks to the fact that they're not explainable. Yeah, it speaks to the fact that God is real, and He did something in my life, and you forever have that. Like no one can take that from you. So, um, I guess like just a blurb on if you are someone who hasn't really pursued a relationship with God yet, and you might be curious about, like just. The whole shebang, like, if you want a more one-on-one conversation about how to, like, be saved or how to know Jesus for yourself or anything like that, like, please feel free to email us um, at bloomandgrowpodcast at gmail.com or DM us at bloomandgrowpodcast on Instagram. And we would love to just have a chat with you. Like, obviously, that's more of a personal one-on-one conversation. So mm-hmm. I'm just plugging that there. Like, if you are more interested in finding out, like, you're just starting your walk with God or you're curious, then we would love to have a conversation with you off air. So, um, yeah, besides that, like, Gabby, anything else you want to say? 
Yeah. Bloom and grow, y'all. Let's <laughs> grow together this year. That's what this is all about. Yeah, exactly. A community of like-minded people aspiring to know God, to grow in God, to grow closer to God. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a part of that, keep listening. Keep yeah. listening. I think the big challenge to everyone listening is, like, just put God to the test. Put the same energy you would put into, like, whatever it takes up your most of your time right now, put that same energy into God and watch him match. It's like, true. Match it. Like, it's true. I would challenge him. Like, you can put God to the test. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. So That's biblical. Mm-hmm. Be, like, uh, he's a reward. Gideon did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put him to the test and just watch how he moves in your life. Yeah, and we encourage all of the people who are believers to be ambitious about your relationship with God. I think in actually I've seen a lot of posts on twenty um on not on twenty uh, on Instagram about twenty twenty one and talking about like yeah this is the year for the grind like we're gonna get that cash bag we're gonna get that like we're gonna process you know like match the same energy for your walk with precisely be ambitious about god just like you'd be (laughs) ambitious about your business being an entrepreneur you know the kingdom of god and all other things will be added like why are you even wasting your time trying to do this in your own strength when you plus the holy rose is fire yeah that's so true and yeah, so be ambitious about your walk with God and try to be successful with your in your walk with God just like you would with other avenues of life. And um, we don't know what to expect for 2021. So just to close out, but we do know who our God is. We know who Jesus is and we know that he is always and always will be victorious. He uses inconveniences to push us into his purpose and his will for our lives. He is our shepherd You've heard about he's our provider. He's been a provider. He's still all-powerful. He's all-knowing. And if we would just focus on some of these attributes of who God is and focus on this over what's happening currently in this climate and with COVID and all the different uncertainties and the chaos that's happening in the world, then we will actually walk into God's promises for our lives. But we'll also walk in peace and we will be at peace as not in pieces as our daddy would say uh yeah anything else that anyone else wants to say are you guys looking forward to summer 2020 i'm asking oh my gosh yeah 2021 one i guess because we're recording gabby's just trying to be oh anyways Um, I only ask that because I'm a summer, like, I love, I, I'm here for the sunshine. That's when I thrive. That's what I tell myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm also not looking forward. Like, I'm trying to be optimistic without being too optimistic. And given the whole, yeah, given the whole situation right now. Yeah. We can start by saying we are looking forward to the sunshine. That is definitely 100%. I'm done with this gloom. It's been so gloomy this week. So gloomy. Um, so is summer canceled? My answer is no. Is life canceled? My answer is no. Is Jesus canceled? My answer is no. Exactly. Um, so is anyone trying to get that summer body? I know everybody is in the body, but I'm summer one in the sense that one that will work in the summertime. And with that, we close. Do you have anything else to say? Any moves? Any moves? <laughs> no gems. <laughs> 
gents might be listening. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is just the beginning. Like, we just want to remind everyone to focus on God and to focus on your relationship with him. And the next few episodes, we will talk more in detail about how you can hear from God and how to be consistent in your walk with God. And we just want to remind you guys, like, we are coming to you, like, not from a place like we know it all. We do not know it all. We are not experts. And um, we're all works in progress here. But we're sharing from experience. And the reality is the thing with Christianity and the thing with, like, pursuing a relationship with God, especially if you've been doing it for a few years, you know what to do. The hardest part is just doing it. So we're telling you things and it doesn't necessarily mean that we've mastered it at, by any means. And I don't think you, we really can master anything in this life. There's always room for improvement. So just keep that in mind. A little disclaimer. Everything that we'll talk about, we'll back it up with the Bible and we'll give experiences. But don't think that we're coming from a place like, oh, like we've got it down and you don't. You know? At the end of the day, remember that this podcast is as much for us as it is for you. Precisely. And on that note, yeah, (laughs) we will end here and we will catch you guys next week, Friday. (laughs) And yes, remember to bloom and grow. Bye. Bye.